0: God is not the priority. God is not the priority. And I was in here, look, look for from verse 18 to 20 that God wasn't the priority in the life of those that did not turn it to the banquet. The business, the work, the relationship, the family were more important that being with God. And that's what it happened. It's clear. And, and those things, they came before God. The relationship and everything was, what was the priority at that moment. And that's what it happened. And, and, and God was not the first one in their life. He wasn't. I remember, I um, remember, when the Odalis, Jahaira and Clara Gabbat, thousands of the disciples, they used to come to my house and bring the Bible talk to my house. You don't know what I used to do? Go to my room, watch baseball, watch the Boston Boy the Junkies, watch for movies. And then it was, it was, for that moment, movies and baseball and TV was priority to my life. And they was making efforts where well, there was an invitation for me. And you know what I used to run to the to the room and then when over, and say, the Bible service is over, Jahira said Papo doesn't need me. I don't want to say bye to the people, say, Ooh, bye. That's it. That was that was me. And that's why. that because God is not my priority in my life. But sometimes even those after we become disciples, that we don't have time to read the Bible because it's not our priority. But we have a time to come to church, we don't have a time to go in day, to share our faith, to pray, and to serve in our church because God is no priority. And sometimes we think we send serving to the people. No, we it to the great God. That's what we do. Here in, 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 in and David, David in Psalms um, 73 David said that, uh, there was no one he decided more like, like God. So David said that there no one he decided like God. He was nothing. And nothing comes across to him. And, and, and we have to make choices. You know? Life is about choices. Every time we wake up, we have a choice. Either we're going to obey God, or we're going to obey somebody else. That's the choice. So the choice is between if we can read the Bible or we prefer to sleep half an hour with our extra in the morning. It's a, it's a choice. We decided to share our faith, our conviction to people or just working by them. And I said, so long. God will be you. Which one are we going to pick? And that's what of us. In Philippians 3 eight we said, this is a bit of a scripture here the um, the poem is talking about this scripture and and they say although I'm less than the least of the world, the lost people. This grace was given given to preach the Gentiles and boundless riches of Christ and to make plain to everyone to everyone, the administration of this mystery, which for ages past was kept hidden in God, who created all things, his intent was to now, through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and authority in heavenly realms. You know, Paul here is. Is getting to the level that if we trust, if we trust, that we are, if we trust, if we tr- truly realize that we are empty without Christ, we need to understand that our time here is limited, and the power say. Work quickly, work quickly because the time is short. Thank you so much. Now I would like to introduce my beautiful sister, Minerva Garcia. Thank you, Carlos. Mm -hmm.
1: Thank you, Carlos. Good morning, family. My name is Minerva. I've been a disciple of Jesus since 2015. I was born in a small town in the Dominican Republic where there was no electricity, and the water system, and the transportation was limited, a school system as well. In order for me to finish middle and high school, I had to go to the next town, where I had to walk around 50, 45 minutes every day, going back and forth. When I was 12, my mother moved to the United States, looking for a better future for my family. Thank God that she did. Even though it was a really hard my age, and because I was the oldest girl in my family, I had to help my father to raise my brothers and sisters. Just imagine that at my age. Cooking, doing laundry, cleaning, and doing my homework as well. And taking care of our small business. We had a bodega store. In you know order for me to finish high school, I had to switch to do Saturday Saturday schedule. When I was in 11th grade, my father decided to move to the city, and making my situation even worse. I felt surrounded by strangers, and I was out of space. A year and a half later, I decided to come to New York to to get rid of, to um, schedule my lifestyle. With the help of my older brother, he was living here. But coming here, it got even worse. I didn't have time to spend with my family, working and going to English classes and preparing myself to take the GED. Years years later, God blessed me with my son who is now 29. He has a boy 2 years old. Yes, I'm a
2: grandmother. Also, I have a daughter who is
1: 27 and she's married everybody's
2: gone
1: (laughs) I was hit by a major event in my life back in 2010 I lost my dad I was that little girl he was everything to me but it was until that that everything began to fall apart for me I was away from God what a difficult time for me my life was empty my major concern was to work and to make money I went through all kinds of disobedience towards God. I got invited to church, and at the time of my life, I, was, I wasn't aware of the banquet that God was preparing for me. As it says in the scripture in John 14, 1 to 4. Jesus went to prepare a room for me where there was a lot of space. And when everything is ready, he's coming back to get me. And knowing that Jesus is preparing a such celebration for all who trust in him, I'm not worried about what Satan wants me to think. Amen. I believe that Jesus died for me, and by his grace, he washed me with his blood. Now I'm willing to serve anything I could be possible in order to bring more lost souls to the kingdom. Giving invitation to my friends my family members, to our co-workers, and whoever we find in our path to come to me, Jesus to meet in the banquet. The same way that each of us were invited, remember how many times we were invited and we ignored the calling, but it works because that's why we are here today. Don't give up on giving invitations. I was invited. And here I am Thank you so much
3: Good morning those of you who don't know me My name is Gerald And I'm here to continue to share the word of God Through the banquet Um, First off, let's ask ourselves this question How do you know If someone is not prepared for the Lord? And when you ask yourself that question You dig deep Um, The number one answer I think would be God is not our number one priority. Um, and, in that, and in that answer, anytime we put anything before God, then God is not our number one priority. Um, number two, they upset, continuing with the banker, they upset God by their lifestyle. God is very loving, kind, but at the same time, he is a consuming fire. you know? Um, in Hebrews 12:29, it says, "Here's a God that gets angry." You know sometimes we could take God for granted and think he don't we getting away with something or he's not upset. But God gets angry too. Just like we do. Um, in Hebrews in Hebrews 10:31 uh, it says, it is a terrible thing to fall into the hands of God when he is angry. We don't want to make God mad, do we? In Luke fourteen twenty one, when the servant went back and told his master that none of the people he intended he invited to the banquet were interested and willing to attend, the the master became angry. When we treat the presence of God and blessing. Of God, like these people did, God gets angry. Continuing on, says, "I don't know how many of us would turn down an invitation from our governor to attend an event at the governor's house." Or if LeBron James invited us to his house for an event or Oprah Winfrey's house for an event. We would feel so happy and honored to receive such an invitation. We would consider ourselves very important people as part of the in crowd. And we would hurt someone that tried to stop us from making these events. But when the king of kings, one that is greater and higher than any earthly king invites us to his presence, we will never turn down his invitation. 14, 21 to 23, it says, In the master's house, the banquet blessing he originally prepared for those who turned down his invitation were handed over to other people. Those who ignored the king of kings invitation had an opportunity to taste and attend the blessing the king prepared. But they blew the opportunity. The result was that blessing was given to other people. So let us always remember, don't turn down our Father's invitation. When he invites us to attend anything, let us be prepared. Let us put our heart into it. And let us remember who we serve. Yes. Amen. Yes. And now I'd like to turn this over to my sister Wendy, who is going to share. The-
4: Thank you. So I wanted, I wanted to talk a little bit about me and the essence of who I am. And I would always share with people the essence of who I am as a Trinidadian. <laughs> But, since coming, um, coming into contact with Jesus, I had to adopt a new essence, a new fragrance, and that is Christian. Now, if you know anything about Trinidad, you know it's the party capital of the Caribbean. And I'm very Trinidadian. And those who know me well, and I've had discussions with Milan about how we could be little Trinidadian for a bit. But um, we love to party. We celebrate every single festival. Christian, Muslim, Hindu, Trinidadians live for the next celebration. And when I was studying the Bible, I was like... I could be a Christian in Boston. I cannot be a Christian in Trinidad. I just felt I could not let go of my culture. I could not let go of partying. I could not let go of some alcohol. And letting loose. Yes, I let loose. And it was such... A joy to see that Christians could party too. With no alcohol, with no vulgarity, and have a wonderful time. For me, I am just honored to be invited to Jesus' banquet. It's such a privilege. Um, just to know that he considered me worthy. And the thing about it is, I am sure Jesus would love a little soaker too. Thank you. Boy, um, I wasn't going to try to
5: be fancy, but I'm probably going to have to hold this mic. (laughs) If I can get it off. Uh, good morning family. Um. My name is Richard. I'm also part of our singles ministry here in the Bronx. I'm extremely nervous, if you can't tell that already. But I'm also excited. The music definitely helps. (laughs) I know we could get entrance music, so shout out to Wendy. (laughs) Um, So, to continue on with the theme about the banquet... um, The question that was asked was, how do we know if someone is not prepared for the Lord? Carlo shared about God not being a priority in the person's life. Gerald shared about the fact that they upset God um, by their lifestyles. And I'll be talking about how they don't realize what they're missing. Or actually how we don't realize, because it happens to all of us, right? Um, So God is very intentional about... The words and phrases he uses in his word It's not a coincidence that he uses a wedding banquet Or a wedding feast I personally don't know much about weddings Singles ministry but let's look at a typical wedding scenario to better understand what lack of preparation and what not attending to the king's invitation can cost us. Um, typically at a wedding, uh, food is prepared and served. You know, God invites us to come and eat, right? Um, it is not like, you know, that I'm inviting you to something but you have to pay $10 at the door and you have to bring your own dish, right? It's, it's God is inviting us with open arms. Um, In fact, Jesus starts the parable by saying in John 14, verse 15, it says, When one of those at the table with him heard this, he said to Jesus, Blessed the one who will eat at the feast in the kingdom of God, we uh, must understand that God, what God is inviting us to, is sweeter. Is sorry. Is, is to eat something that's sweeter, healthier, more satisfying, um, and of greater value than you know rice and beans. You know, though I'll say my mom's rice and beans be hitting. You know. <laughs> Um, he invited us to eat from the bread of life Which is Jesus um, In John 6:35, It says Then Jesus declared I am the bread of life Whoever comes to me will never go hungry And whoever believes in me will never be thirsty um, God invites us to the healing of our bodies And of our souls so, Psalms 107 Verse 20, it says, He sent out His word and healed them. He rescued them from the grave. And God also invites us to eat a food that will strengthen us for the journey ahead and for any challenges that come our way. As it shows us in Proverbs 3, you guys can turn there, verses 1 and 2, it says, My son, do not forget my teaching, but keep my commands in your heart. For they will prolong your life many years and bring you peace and prosperity. The owner and the master of the banquet who who represents God uh, was angry because people turned out his invitation to eat food that was priceless. It wasn't like he was offering them, you know, some $3 meal, you know, something that is... Everlasting um, And we as people Mustn't overlook Or turn down the food That will build us up Uphold us And make us grow In the ways and things of God Amen. Another thing that happens At a wedding um, Is you meet people Right um, Old friends You run in, you make some new friends um, People you haven't seen In a while Or family members you also oh, sorry um, you also encounter people that you've been trying to meet you know to discuss something that's important A uh, perfect example is. Uh, last Wednesday, I was meeting with a brother to talk. Uh, he's like a financial expert. So I was meeting with him. Uh, but he realized he had midweek. So I had to go. I went to the city after work. Well, I already work in the city. But I went further down into the city to meet him. But I got there kind of early. So I said, let me go to midweek, you know, because we didn't have any in the Bronx. So I thought it'd be a good idea. So while I was there. I uh, ran into a group of brothers that I didn't know. So I met new brothers. Um, I saw some people that I haven't seen in while I met with the brother that I was intending to meet on to discuss something important and so Gods uh, God's invitation to a wedding is an invitation to meet people that are important to our lives and our destiny God has put the right people in our lives to make an eternal difference for us um, and also at a wedding, roles and assignments are given out in order to make sure that it's in uh, a successful ceremony. And as I said, I don't know much about weddings, but I have ushered at one. Um, shout out to the suckages. Uh And so I know a little bit about what it looks like to, you know, have to prepare and everyone having to have their own roles and assignments. You know, there's someone that's in charge of the drinks, another one's in charge of the food, Uh, someone's responsible for decorations, another for cakes, another for music. Um, And in God's kingdom, it's the same thing. We all have divine roles and assignments. And God has made us, had made some of us responsible for te- uh, teaching, preaching, ushering, security, uh, the AV team that always does an amazing job even when hiccups like today happen. So, yeah. Shout out to them. <laughs> And only when we accept the invitation from the Master to come into His presence do we start to discover what our role are, uh, what our role is. Um, you know, sometimes we can miss out on knowing what our divine assignment is, um, or what we have been, what has been originally prepared for us, because we turned down the invitation uh, to come and, and be in God's glory. And I feel like the more time we spend uh, with God, the more you step into God's ordained purpose. And you know, simple equation, right? The more time you're with God, the more you understand your role. Um, so let's look at the instructions of the, that the master gave the servant when the banquet had been uh, prepared and ready. If you guys can turn to Luke 14. Verse 17, it says, at the time of the banquet, he sent his servant to though to tell those who have been invited, come, for everything is now ready. He didn't just say some things are ready or a few things are ready. He said everything was ready. And there have been so many things that had been arranged, put into place, packaged um, for those that had been invited. And now we can see, because of this, why the master was so angry with those he invited that didn't attend. They didn't take uh, what, the invitation that they got seriously to eat the spiritual food he had prepared for them. And two, they didn't appreciate the work that the master had put into preparing the banquet. Um, and with that, I'm going to let my amazing sister Simba share a few things.
6: Hi, good morning, everyone. <laughs> um... So I'm going to just share a little bit about my life before Christ and how God has blessed it. Um, So for me, um, okay, so my life before Christ. Um, So growing up, I lived um, in a single parent household. Um, It was just me, my mom, and my sister. Um, And occasionally, um, because my brother, he also lived with us at the time as well. He um, is in the Army, well, reserves right now. Um, But uh, I had a pretty fun childhood. Um, I was very active, um, really good in school. I made the honor rolls, like, all the time. Um, and just, like, you know, I'm a very shy, quiet person. I'm very introverted and everything. Um, so I really didn't, like, you know, get into too much. Um, so on the outside, I was this good kid. Um, I didn't mess with anyone, really. Um, but on the inside, I was constantly angry, uh, insecure, and lonely. I I didn't have people around me um, that I could talk to about my emotions or how to express myself. Um, and so because of that, I got really, really good at bottling things up. Um, for me, it, was, uh, it wasn't until I got older um, that God revealed that most of my anger issues and insecurities um, that... And then even later on, like um, overall in my lack of intimacy with God in the first place uh, was based on my relationship with my father and not really having him around in my life. Um, I felt really rejected and so I projected that um, onto others and how I felt. And I couldn't understand why uh, it was so hard for me to connect with God in the first place. Um, coming to church, uh, my mom was invited by her coworker Andre Patrick. Um, I believe it was like to his Bible talk. And I remember um, my mom asking me and my sister, you know, would you guys want to go to church? And my sister, she was really excited, you know, because Makiwa is really like that. And um, so, you know, she was like, yes, you know, I want to go to church. And then I just sat there and I just looked at her and I was like, why? <laughs> like, what's the purpose? Um, so, and I was like about 10 at the time when she, you know, when we first started coming out. And and, but for me, you know, I didn't see a reason, a logical reason anyways for going when um, we really never had that before in our lives. Um. But as I look back, I see how God used that one invitation um, that was given to my mom to set in motion my own journey to knowing him in the first place. Uh, Acts seventeen twenty six to 27 that's Passion Translation. From one man he'd made, man and woman, in every race of humanity. humanity. And he spread us over all the earth... He set the boundaries of people and nations, determining their appointed time in history. He has done this so that every person would long for God and feel their way to Him and find Him, for He is the God who is easy to discover. Um, God determines the time and the places uh, that He. Uh, God determined the time and the place that He allowed my mom and my family to discover Him and just to be able to, um, at just the right time. Um, so growing up. in the church, um, I saw my mom and many others as great examples of Christ and His love. Um, it was really, really welcoming, uh, and I gradually desired God in my life. But just as people were, just as the people in the scripture in Luke were invited to the banquet, I also had made excuses for myself as well about um, not being interested. In um, coming out to church, well, not even just coming out to church, but just studying the Bible, um, I didn't see it as a priority for myself. Uh, and plus, I looked at God as someone who, um, to me, was like a you know a God who demanded perfection. But then I realized later on that it was me that was demanding per- perfection of myself. Um, and I thought of all kinds of things to say, but God kept persuading me and compelling me to want something more than what I allowed for for myself. Um, so after I became a disciple, uh, God continued to show me that show me His grace was. I'm sorry. After I became a disciple, God continued to show me his grace was sufficient in my weaknesses. Um, he placed in my life amazing, an amazing family, uh, as well as sisters and brothers that uh, helped me along in my journey and uh, um, continue to. Sisters uh, that I can share my emotions with, um, who understand me, um, and I'm truly, truly grateful for every single one of y'all. Um, and women who continuously help me with my healing journey and calling me higher in all areas of my life. And, you know, like, and I just... I think, you know, for each and every one of us, we're here as a resource for one another, you know, and this is like just the kind of example that we get for other people to come as we invite people out, um, that we're each other's example um, and resource. Uh, he is showing me, despite all the lies that Satan tries to throw at me, that um, even though it's a battle, his power and strength in my life stands true because I am here today. Uh, God is continuously molding me into the woman that he is calling me to be every single day and for that I am grateful thank you for allowing me to share guys
5: thank you Simba so much for that Um, last thing I wanted to share before we close Um, when it comes to God we also have to realize that excuses don't fly right People have been making excuses basically since the beginning of time. If we look in Genesis chapter 3, uh, Genesis 3, verse 12. When Adam had sinned, uh, one would say he had a good excuse, right? To justify his wrongs doing. Verse 12, it says, the man said, the woman you put here with me, she gave me some fruit from the tree, and I ate it. He was blaming Eve. Of course he was. Then there's Eve, who one could say had a convenient excuse. The next verse, verse 13, it says, "Then Then the Lord God said to the woman, what is this you have done the woman said the serpent deceived me deceived me and I ate but did God accept these excuses no you're right God didn't accept those excuses he didn't accept Moses excuse that he stutters when he speaks um, Exodus 4 as Exodus four ten tells us, he didn't accept Jeremiah's excuse that he was too young, as it also says in Jeremiah 1, 6 and 7. So I feel like the sooner we understand and accept this, the better prepared we will be for the Lord when he returns. Like those that were invited to the banquet, oftentimes we have the perfect excuse not to be where God wants us to be. We think that God understands our excuses because they're genuine, right? And yes, those uh, invited to the banquet weren't lying. They had, uh, as Carlos told us, other priorities. Um, but what they didn't realize was that in saying to God, they're honest. And most convincing excuse, they were essentially saying, Lord, what you are asking me to do is not that important. There are more important, urgent, and pressing things that need my attention. And so with that, brothers and sisters, friends, Jesus is inviting you to the banquet. You have received an invitation. And you may not exactly know what to do with that invitation, Um, but like myself, like the others here, we're here to help you. Um, Just as we ourselves needed help to grow, right? And so, since it's 2019, people don't really give paper handouts anymore. When you get that email from Evite saying, you've been invited to the banquet, consider how you will respond to your invitation. Amen.